Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, it's Crystal Knight and welcome back to the show brought to you by Newsweek. Over the holiday weekend, a group that has been dubbed as extremist held a national conference in Philadelphia. This national conference was centered around education and it built some of the top conservative speakers. Speakers like former President Donald Trump, Florida's Governor Ron DeSantis, South Carolina's former Governor Nikki Haley and others. And the group that I'm talking about is Moms for Liberty. And if you haven't heard of Moms for Liberty, they are an education-based group who has been pushing some of the most extreme education rhetoric across the country. There's a counter to that group, though, and they're called Moms Rising. This week, I speak with the executive director of Moms Rising to talk about their mission, some of the ways that they're countering the dangerous rhetoric that Moms for Liberty is pushing, and what are their plans for the 2024 election season. Today, I am joined by Kristen Ralph Finkbeiner. She is the executive director of Moms Rising. Welcome to the show, Kristen. Thanks so much for having me. What is Moms Rising and why do you all exist? Moms Rising is an organization of over a million people. We have members in every single state in the nation, and we're coming around a mission. And the mission is to increase family economic security, to stop discrimination, and to build a nation where everyone can thrive. We started in May of 2006 with just a handful of members. And that handful of members talked to another handful of people. And through lots of people talking to people, we became the powerhouse that we are today. And one of the things that we've seen over the last couple of years and even the most recent election is education playing a really big role in politics. People are getting roused up at school board meetings, particularly during the pandemic. There was a lot of conversation and talk around masking, going back into schools or staying virtual. How has Moms Rising taken a position around safety and education for students? This is a big question because (laughs) part of this question is looking into the history of why we are here right now with this moment of, quote, controversy. Um, A lot of this controversy was actually propelled through a far-right political strategy. Now, I sound like I might be somebody who would possibly wear a tinfoil hat when I say (laughs) that, but let's go back to what Steve Bannon, who is Donald Trump's strategist in chief said when Donald Trump actually lost the White House. Mm -hmm. Steve Bannon said on multiple media outlets, the road back to the White House is through the school boards. Why? Why would somebody say that? Mm -hmm. They would say that because there are 76 million mom voters in the United States of America. 76 million mom voters are incredibly powerful. And what happened after that was unsurprising, given what Steve Bannon said and the strategy. And that's that 
wedge issue after wedge issue to tear America apart, to make moms disagree with other moms, to ignite controversy, to use kids and moms and parents as political footballs were put forward by that far right Republican Party to try to see what would stick with a crass grab at voters. Now, we've seen that. We've seen that around us. We've seen the book bans. We've seen the attacks on who we can love. We've seen the attacks on our bodily autonomy. We've seen attacks on actual history, which is why I started with the history of like, how did this even happen? We have to know the history of how things happen so it doesn't repeat in the future. And and one of the things that's happened with that is they have really um, capitalized on real anger of parents. So there is real anger of parents in America. There's real anger happening. And there's real anger happening, and to a large degree, polls show, because we don't have that care infrastructure that we so badly need. Now, the irony of the situation, or rather the hypocrisy, is that the Democratic Party leaders have been pushing, pushing, pushing to build the care infrastructure Things like affordable child care, mm-hmm. things like access to paid family medical leave, things like sick days, things like child tax credit expansions, things like home care and community-based services, things like fair pay for decades. And for decades, those extremist Republicans, including in this past year, have stood in the way of the very same policies that actual parents need. We've done some polling And I love to talk about polling because polling, I think, is so interesting. And the polling just really shows that parents don't want hate. They don't want division. What they want is that care infrastructure. So that's a big deal. So I know I answered that question very broadly, but as you can tell, I have big opinions about it because at Moms Rising, we hear about the crisis of parents every day Mm -hmm. and what the far-right Republicans, what the MAGA Republicans, what the Moms Against Liberty are doing is not addressing that real crisis. Instead, it's transferring that crisis into hate and division instead of bringing us together and lifting our country. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I am so excited that we're having this conversation because we're going to get into some of the things that you're annoyed by, some of the things that I'm annoyed by, and I'm sure many of our listeners and just people in general who see this fight that's happening for education across this country are deeply troubled and annoyed by as well. And speaking of Moms for Liberty, they just held their second annual, I think it's Joyful Warrior, whatever their annual summit is in Philadelphia. And I did a quick peruse of their website and just looked over some of their agenda items. And some of it was defining the narrative, um, getting flip school boards to take action, protecting kids from gender ideology, sex ed or sexualization, dark money. And I find it so interesting that this organization, um, one, chose to go to Philadelphia, of all places, um, and two, they're continuing to push this extreme agenda, dare I call it a MAGA agenda, and they even had very extreme thought leaders, alleged, um, who are big names in the Republican Party, like, you know, Florida's Governor Ron DeSantis, former President Donald Trump, presidential candidate Nikki Haley, um, Congressman Byron Edwards, if I'm not if I'm saying his name correctly. Um, But there are so many people who signed on to this Moms for Liberty agenda. 
And my understanding is that they've been pushing candidates across this country in various different school board races. They've been encouraging parents to show up to school board meetings and really be disorderly. They've challenged curriculum. They've suggested things um, for education. Even in the most recent election um, for the governor of, of Virginia, they played a really big role, not only in defining the narrative in that election, but also really muddying the intellectual waters, if you will, around what should be taught and what should not be taught. And this whole thing around critical race theory. Now, I know that was a lot, but I'm really curious from your perspective for Moms Rising, how do you view groups like Moms for Liberty who've been dubbed by some as a hate group um, and by others as just pretty extreme when it comes to education? I love that we're talking about all this a lot because we've got to bust the myths about what they are. And you're right. They're a hate group. The Southern Poverty Law Center just named Moms for Liberty. I like to call them Moms Against Liberty, a hate <laughs> right. group. And, and they just recently had in their newsletter a quote from Hitler, from wow. Hitler. I mean, they are outrageously harmful, destructive, toxic, and clearly a hate group. Wow. And the Moms of America do not stand with the moms against liberty. Um, we just did a poll and we found that moms, overall moms, Democrats, Republicans, you know, Green Party, independents, 94% of moms who vote in the United States of America support teaching honest history. It's clear. We need to know our history so we don't repeat it. We need to know our history so we can actually move toward building that more perfect union. 78% of voting moms reject book bans. Of course. Why do we want book bans? Right. That is ridiculous, right? 91% of voting moms believe that social emotional learning in schools is important across all ages. 91% of voting moms support social emotional learning. Again, of course, we have a mental health crisis in the United States of America that's impacting our children, adolescents, and families. 82% of voting moms want LGBTQ plus inclusion in the classroom, right? Again, moms right. of liberty are out of step. Their agenda is out of step. And then importantly, the majority of moms in America across all political parties support the right to be able to decide if you're going to have children and if so, when you're going to have children and how many children to have. What a lot of people don't realize is that six out of 10 people who have and need abortions are actually already moms. And we know that whenever these issues actually hit the ballot, when we had abortion rights on the ballot at the state level, every single time voters stood strong for abortion rights, even in places like Kansas, right, where people were like, oh, that's a purple state. This is going to be tricky. Well, right. no, the voters resoundingly supported the right to bodily autonomy. And so when we look at what's happening with the Moms Against Liberty, they are completely out of step with the moms in America, but they are extraordinarily well-funded. So they're a well-funded vocal minority, and they've got all of the Republican presidential candidates coming to their recent Philadelphia convening. Right. You know, they've got a lot of um, vocal sort of people using bullhorns saying, listen to Moms for Liberty, but we don't have to listen. Now, here's the thing. People look at what happened with the school board races. They've been involved in a lot of school board races. Right, a lot. Well, in the majority of the school board races, they lost. So that's important to remember. 
And it's important to remember that when you have somebody saying mean things, when you have somebody bullying, oftentimes that kind of clears the room. You know, you don't want to stand next to somebody who is about to bully you. I mean, these people are often quite mean. You can read their quotes. So what you don't then know is that you're not alone in opposing that type of hate messaging and hate agenda. But we do know, listeners, that you are not alone. If you oppose the Moms for Liberty, you know, the majority of voters stand with you. And in fact, when they are active um, at those school boards on the ballots across the country, um, they're losing. They did win in Florida, um, which is where they were founded mm-hmm. and where DeSantis obviously is governor. And right. they've been sort of really tied together in that. Um, but when Moms Rising engages locally and really empowers our members to speak out locally and works on those school boards alongside, we start winning, too. That's and, and we're winning even in Florida. That's so great. I want to give people hope. Yes, yes. <laughs> this is not without hope. You know, there's a lot of people, if you're listening to this agenda, you're like, what are they doing? Yeah, you're not alone in that question. And um, and they do largely lose. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Kristen, that was actually what I wanted to ask next is, as much as Moms for Liberty has been attempting to infiltrate school board meetings and trying to gin up candidates to run, how has Moms Rising, how have you all countered that in your either electoral support or resources support for would be, you know, school board candidates? Because what we know is every single election is important. And a lot of times we focus on you know, these larger congressional races or even federal races. But school board is something that impacts every single child um, in a particular district. And so those races are just as important. And so how are you, how is your organization rather helping to, as you know, one of the, the topics define this narrative around what should be taught in schools, around picking good candidates helping them, you know, create their narrative so that they can go out and win in these various districts across the country. Well, we're starting with providing every candidate with what moms really do care about, Mm -hmm. you know, and with the knowledge that they're not alone in this fight against hate. And in Florida, for example, where we've had to dive in locally a lot more, one of the things that we've found to be most successful is to provide people ways to have their voices heard without physically having to be in the same room with bullies. Yeah. So opening up avenues for people to take action, to register to vote, to help get out the vote, to help their friends vote, but also to be engaged in the school board discussions through things like emails and letters to the editor and ways that don't involve having to sit right next to somebody who is literally yelling at you. Um, And because that's not cool, right? Right. And so when we do that, when we're able to open those avenues for people to be heard, Um, who are the people who are against hate and for building a better nation, for addressing the real crisis that families face, um, then we are winning and we're getting a lot of engagement. So we're also doing a lot of things like teach-ins. And when we're doing the teach-ins, sometimes we're getting thousands of people who come on a Zoom all at the same time. And I've been organizing for a long time and it's been a thing of beauty because what happens is there are so many local experts for justice, local experts who know that there's no gender justice without racial justice and without right. economic justice, mm-hmm. and that we absolutely need to build a care infrastructure so everybody can thrive instead of dividing us and tearing each other down, which is what the Moms Against Liberty, I can't call them Moms for Liberty, are doing. <laughs> okay. and, right. um, and so 
one of the things in those teachings is it's not just the experts who are doing the teaching, but it's the local moms teaching other local moms about, hey, this worked in my community. Have you tried it in your community yet? You know, like sharing those tips and providing that backup support. I can't tell you how awful it is. And I know, you know, actually, and everybody listening knows to have to deal with bullies. I mean, right. moms against liberty are loud bullies. And the fastest way to clear a room is to be an obnoxious bully. But the thing is that moms are rising in opposition to this obnoxious bullying all over the place. And we know from polling, from talking to other moms, from everything, that you're not alone when you're rising. So if you're listening to this right now, whether you're a mom, a dad, a caregiver, or just a person who has a belly button, Mm-hmm. And that means you have had a mom at some point in your life. Right. Just know that your voice is needed. Your vote is needed and that they're moving into this 2024 election cycle is going to be a ton of disinformation, mm-hmm. a ton of targeted wedge issued hate that is spread and stand strong and know you're not alone when you hear that and get your friends to vote, get your neighbors to vote. Um dismiss that disinformation let people know hey did you know that actually you know the majority of people want accurate history the majority right. of people don't want book bans you know the majority of people want lgbtq inclusion the majority of people want social emotional learning and access to bodily autonomy so moms for, against liberty are out of step out of line and out of touch but they are very loud they are very loud um and i appreciate you really driving home how mom's rising, um, how you're helping agenda set, not only for future candidates, but also, you know, teachings. That's something that's really important. And if people are getting on to learn about it, that's equally important to counter, really counteract or counter narrative what is it's being, you know, put out there. Um, one of the other things that something else that you said around the upcoming election, we know that, there's a big misinformation and disinformation campaign that happens in this country. We saw it in 2016. We saw it in 2020 and we should expect it in 2024. Um, and now and I'm, I'm not sure in the last couple of elections, if education was really ground zero, meaning school board races was ground zero for much of the misinformation and disinformation, but we should absolutely expect that moving forward and just the attack on education with a candidate like a governor, Ron DeSantis, who really has tried to overhaul the education scene in his state by, you know, creating truly anti-education bills, um, banning sororities, fraternities, um, you know, diversity, equity and inclusion. Those are the types of things that are an assault on education across this country. And so I'm curious not only how you think about um, your the chapters that you have across the country in respect to governors, particularly in states where governors have some extreme views, but also on the backdrop of what just happened at the Supreme Court with the affirmative action um, being gutted um, in schools, because that ultimately it affects education, regardless of how we decide to look at it, either at the um, K through 12 level or even at the collegiate level. So just curious about your thoughts on on governors in um, very conservative states and then your thoughts on the affirmative action case. Those are also big questions. I'm thinking about answers. I'm like, I need more coffee. Okay. Um, one of the things that is very clear is that diversity makes us stronger as a nation. 
And what the extremist agenda at the U.S. Supreme Court is doing is also tearing us apart right? as a country. And that's a big question and a big conversation topic because it's also been, if we look historically about how do we get here, what happened, a long-term, decades-long conservative, conservative far-right agenda mm-hmm. to stack the court. Absolutely. And if we look at who got on the court during President Trump's time in office, we had some very conservative people get on the court. And it has had toxic, devastating impacts on our ability to be a country where everyone can thrive. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's going to have harmful impacts for a while. So we have to stop it. You know, we have to turn this around and we have to not give up and we have to maintain hope in order to stop this trend from happening. That brings us to governors. That brings us to national elections. That brings us to like, how can we turn this trend around so that we're building our country up and we're opening doors for every single person to thrive, Mm -hmm. not closing doors. And the Supreme Court right now, the U.S. Supreme Court has been focused and ruling on closing doors, mm-hmm. taking away our bodily autonomy, right. taking away equitable access to education, taking away the ability for LGBTQ people to have access to what they need. I mean, it's not okay, right? So what happens is, and what we need to do, first step is to know you're not alone in your frustration. The U.S. Supreme Court situation, again, is a well-funded, decades-long, far-right extremist tactic, and we're seeing the results of that today. What that means, though, is that we need to have a well-funded, decades-long strategy to get the U.S. Supreme Court back, right? Mm -hmm. Correct. Absolutely. Similarly, governor's races. Mm -hmm. Governor's races are very, very, very important. We cannot give up on any state. And at the same time, we have to keep pushing for national legislation across all of these policy areas and making sure that we're voting to get Democratic leadership in the House, the Senate, and the Oval Office to pass that national legislation to really provide that structure of rights and supports across our country and a time when the Supreme Court and some governors are actually attacking the rights that people have. And this is a dire emergency. I mean, just take the issue of choice again. Um, In states, where we're seeing um, choice uh, rejected, we're also seeing higher rates of maternal and infant mortality. Absolutely. Um, At the end of 2022, Moms Rising helped pass actual year-long coverage for all birthing people in healthcare, Mm -hmm. but the states have to uptake that process with funding from the federal government in order to get that money. The very same states where we have this extremist far-right Republican governors that have increased maternal mortality or maternal deaths are the same states that are turning away the funds to decrease maternal mortality. It is outrageous and should be for anybody of any political party, Democrat, Republican, Independent, Green Party, any political party should be upset about this. Libertarians particularly should be upset about this situation. The freedom to decide if we're going to have children, the freedom to be able to be healthy, the freedom to be able to get a education, the freedom to be able to do what we need to do to thrive is under attack. And so Moms Rising, for our part, is definitely opening avenues for people to have their voices heard at the state level, 
definitely opening avenues at the national level and even at the city and the county and the school board level. Mm-hmm. And we're also keeping that pressure on um, at the federal level, knowing that this is a marathon and not a sprint and we will not give up. Got it. And Kristen, could you break down your structure? Are you organized in school board districts or are you organized at the state level chapters? Because we all know that there are several school board districts that make up a state um, obviously, and there's a, a state secretary of education, depending on how the state is structured. But how do your chapters interact with um, the local, you know, at the local level and at the state level? How are you organized and how does it all trickle back up to what you ultimately manage as the executive director? Oh, this is a great question. So we're a team of leaders. Okay. At Moms Rising, we have an executive management team, which I serve on, of Mm -hmm. seven people. Okay. So we have a team of leaders. um, And so it doesn't just circulate back up to one person. I just want to share that. Sure, sure. That's (laughs) That's helpful. That's the model that, you know, works for us. um, And I think it's really important to share that. And then we're a team of people who are, you know, fighting against hate. And so that means that at the local level, we have members that can organize and reorganize. If we need to organize for a school board, we'll come together around the school board. If we need to organize for a state engagement, we'll do that. If we need to do county, we'll do that. Congressional district, we'll do that. National, we'll do that. So we like to call it a layer cake of organizing. Multiple layers are working at the same time. And just like when you have a delicious cake, it has multiple layers with like some frosting in between, maybe some raspberry jam, my personal favorite in there, you know, all those different layers holding it all together where the whole is greater than the sum of the part. Mom's Rising is the same thing. We, because we have members everywhere, literally over a million members and anybody can join. You just have to have a belly button, meaning at some point in your life, you've had a mom. It's free. Um, because we have members everywhere, we are engaged in multiple layers at the same time. And that means multiple geography segments. It also means multiple strategies. So we know that people are busy. We know that, you know, 80% of low wage workers don't have access to a single paid sick day, which is ridiculous to not have that guaranteed minimum, um, workplace, structure for people in the United States of America, over 160 countries have a guaranteed minimum. We do not. Um, But what that means is that if people don't have time to take a paid sick day, they often don't have time to do political engagement. Being a parent is one of the busiest times in people's lives. Um, And so Moms Rising offers layers of ways to be engaged with three key fulcrum points. One, the key fulcrum point is voter change educating voters, engaging voters, and rising together across those different jurisdictions that you named. The second one is narrative shifting change, combating disinformation, talking about what really does matter to parents. And by the way, over 90% of parents, including Trump supporters, want things like paid family medical leave for when a new baby arrives or a serious health crisis strikes, want things like affordable childcare when childcare costs more than college right now, want things like access to equitable health care, want things like access to um, the child tax credit and home and community-based services, over 90%. <laughs> right. So we know what moms want. Um, so we are organized across narrative shifting like that to let people know that they're not alone in what we really want. We don't want hate. We want to come together 
with a structure that allows us to thrive, every single one of us. Um, and then the last thing is legislative change. Moms Rising really pays attention to what legislation or policy is moving and opens avenues for people's voices to be heard in the time when your voices matter the most to help either stop a really bad policy or to help push through a really great policy um, over the edge to win. And that means, you know, in the HOPE department, I talk a lot about HOPE, and that means in the HOPE department that we have a really strong track record. There's a reason why the Republican far-right extremist strategists are going after the 76 million mom voters in America. Right. That's because they're powerful. We just helped pass the Pregnant Workers Fairness Act in at December 2022, the Pump for Nursing Mothers Act, that healthcare coverage for all people postpartum for a year, uh, increase significant increase, 30% increase in child care development block grants, all of those types of things just recently passed. And that's because of the power of moms and our partners and people rising. Um, so there's hope and power in the voices of moms. And that's why we're also seeing this huge investment in um, the quote, moms for liberty and quote, uh, movement, which is trying to capitalize on that with a vocal minority of people in America. Um, who are really centered around hate. They're awful. Well, I really appreciate you talking about the legislation and policy that you're focused on and not just countering what other groups are doing or countering bad narratives. You're also focused on really pushing meaningful legislation that will expand educational rights for children and people across this country as they engage in the education sector. Is there anything else you talked about your your members across the country, but what else should listeners know about Moms Rising um, if they're thinking about getting involved or thinking about getting engaged and how should they think about Moms Rising ahead of 2024? Well, we love everyone to be involved, of course. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and one of the things that we found time and time again is people's stories mm -hmm. have also so much power. So there's a lot of ways you can be involved. You can be involved by doing things like a one click on a letter to the editor or to a member of Congress. That takes like 30 seconds. We know you're busy. We know moms and parents are busy. Um, you can also be involved by sharing your story either online or with the media or with a member of Congress. So you can do that on our website as well. And our stories are powerful because they bust all of these myths. Mm -hmm. You know, like let's I think of us sometimes as the giant reality check against some of this disaster. <laughs> you know, like it's important. So our stories can be like we had access to child care and it helped us or we didn't have access to child care and it hurt us. Right. We had access to equitable health care and it helped us or we didn't and it hurt us. Both of those sides of the story are helpful to helping to change the narrative push legislation, and help with that voter engagement. Um, also, we're in Spanish and English, so we're also mamas con poder. So we are welcoming to people who speak all languages. So if you go to our website, momsrising.org, you can sign up. It's free. Again, we're your one-stop service to tell you when your voice is most needed and open that avenue so you don't have to do all that research on your own. And we are here for you. And we are here to help build that nation where every single person could thrive um, and to stand against hate. Moms across America are honestly embarrassed by the situation that Moms for Liberty is representing of moms. And we had a rolling billboard around their summit this mm -hmm. past week in Pennsylvania saying, stop embarrassing us. Moms right. for Liberty from the Moms of America, because we don't stand with them and they're not standing for us. 
Absolutely. Well, thank you so much um, for sharing the Moms Rising mission. Thank you for the work that you're doing, pushing back against extremist groups um, like Moms for Liberty, but also just really helping to define the right narrative around educational diversity, educational equity, um, all of the things that, you know, we've seen in the news over the last several years on a tech about education. So I want to just finish by saying thank you for keeping this movement going forward because we know that education will be a big topic moving forward and we need strong groups like Moms Rising out on the ground making sure that not only parents but friends and family and anyone who cares about education in this country has a tool and a resource to go to and fight back um, when we think about countering some of the the wrong educational narratives that are out here. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us again today. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Crystal Night Show brought to you by Newsweek. The best way you can support us is to give your five-star review on Apple iTunes and be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcast to the Crystal Night Show. Being a staple in American media for over 90 years, Newsweek now brings you an exceptional lineup of podcasts. The debate. They'll recognize how these policies aren't working. They'll feel the pain and they'll change their behavior. The Josh Hammer Show. Restore the principles and the political paradigms of the American founding. The Crystal Knight Show. Just because officers are black doesn't mean that the policing system still isn't inherently racist. Fast women. Chevy's actually doing really well and Honda's really not. Wow. <laughs> It's like the opposite of most people's perception of them. It is. The parting shot. Every year when the new nominations are announced, I get this excited, nostalgic feeling, and it brings out that little kid in me who just loved movies. The Royal Report. Harry and Meghan's head of comms has announced they now move forward to their kind of future outside the royal family. Newsweek Podcasts. New episodes drop weekly. Download or listen now at Newsweek.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Save on Cox Internet when you add Cox Mobile and get fiber-powered internet at home and unbeatable 5G reliability on the go. So whether you're playing a game at home yes, cool. or attending one live, no! you can do more without spending more. Learn how to save at cox.com internet. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial cable. Cox Mobile runs on the network with unbeatable 5G reliability as measured by Ookla LLC in the U.S. to H2023. Results may vary, not an endorsement of the restrictions apply.